When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There once was a man named Gold Roger, who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yayo, yayo, folks, welcome to the latest and the greatest from the Yonko table. That is the voice of Grandmaster Who coming at you from the mystical tree where one elf fights on the left and a Balrog fights on the right to talk about the Rings of Power. Yes, that's right. The Rings of Power. Episode five is out. The hit prequel to the Lord of the Rings franchise set 3000 years before the events of the films. Amazon Prime's big money baller, shop caller, uh, spender here. We're here to talk about it. And yeah, episode five. Uh, it's here. It's out. Um, things are building up. And yeah, with me as always is Dr. Jace Attorney. Dr. Jace Attorney, are you still fanning the flames for Rings of Power? I am fanning the flames, but more importantly, I told you there was more than one Balrog. You try to tell me there was one. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm excited about this episode. Um, funny enough, uh, I feel like certain things that are done in this episode kind of, uh, reaffirm certain theories that I had about, um, specific characters and, uh, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with how, uh, partially because I've been forgetting this character a lot and, and, and we'll get into them because they make an appearance in this episode, but, um, uh i'm having a little bit more fun now because now that i have an idea of who's who and i am starting to remember names a lot more accurately i i feel like i'm aware of all the players on the field and i could start guessing like okay this person's gonna do this or this person may become this person um you know i feel like as the weeks go on we become more familiar with the lore and then uh, you know, as a result, we can appreciate, you know, the next episode that's following that because now we understand the mythos or the characters a little bit more. Uh, that's how I've been seeing it, at least. I've been enjoying it in that aspect. Yeah, I, I can get down with that, too. Um, I'm getting used to the characters. There are characters that I enjoy following their story and, you know, seeing it culminate or, you know, lead into a bigger culmination um there are some parts and some characters who i'm still not invested in are you talking about nori i'm not talking about nori i'm actually talking about the son of farazin who 
blew up the ships. What's um, his deal, man? Is he doing this all for just for some action with and that's, that's what I'm saying. sister? That's what I'm saying. I don't I don't get the motivation. I don't <laughs> understand the hate for the elves. I don't understand. You want like, an elf? You want an elf steer one us? One elf is making you do all this? You're crazy. She hasn't even done anything. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm not quite invested in certain stories, but I don't know. I felt weird. I thought I thought they were already on the way back to Middle Earth with the ending of the last episode. And then Really? I could have sworn they were heading back. Oh um, no, they they did the um No, because remember it was uh it was the scene where they were sailing off with uh Galadriel was gonna be sailed back to um uh Valor or Valor, uh where the uh, elves are. And right. then that's when the 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 white leaves started falling and yes. then the queen's like oh but wait a minute <laughs> i shall reconsider my previous proposal and then so it was it was more or less a way to confirm oh all right so the queen is now somewhat on board and now she's going to make an announcement and the people are going to volunteer uh, as as tribute <laughs> to go out to their deaths um right and i could have sworn they i could have sworn they were on the way back which is fine this episode i think definitely this has to be i mean did you watch the preview of the next episode uh i did but i kind of half paid attention it it, it kind of looked like a battle ensued a little bit yes I, okay. I think we're in there i think we're in there we're it's it's about to happen it's about it's to about it's about to, to go happen. down so I did yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah. I just this episode felt like a calm before the storm. And for me, thinking we were about to have our bigger battles, I was like, oh, this is definitely the calm before the storm. So the storm is approaching. Uh, we get a little more insight on the mythos as you stated. Uh yeah, let's let's talk about it. Um I think this episode, like the first episode, I think featured all the key players as far as uh, yes the main storylines. Everybody got a moment this episode. Right. Are you okay with that? I feel I feel some of them got shorthanded. For example, I know you don't like her, but Nori, I felt her story, well, the scenes that they showed really was like, almost insignificant it, they had one major part i feel and uh or maybe two and they disappeared for the rest of the episode i don't know uh, if i'm a i don't know if i'm too big of a fan of you know let's check in on this person but let's only check on checking in with them for like five minutes <laughs> well you know my stance with nori already i, I do I <laughs> so do. i'm okay when we don't come back to nori and we had like last week last week we had no nori and i was okay with that i was like okay that's that's all right she's probably uh my least favorite uh story thread in in the the other plot points that we have um in terms of what we what we were given this week um i don't know like it again i'm already indifferent to it so i'm already biased going in but um the most we kind of got was uh the stranger you know piecing together language right he's um, learning yeah 
he's learning. He's learning how to speak. He's he's kind of learning what's considered uh, good, what's considered bad, peril, peril, peril right? Yep. Danger. Uh, almost like an Iron Giant <laughs> type of scenario. I, I seem to feel like it's Iron Giant. <laughs> oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Uh, what does he say? Uh, gun. Not oh, gun. No. <laughs> what does no, he say? He's like, see, guns kill. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that's he, how I see it. He's he is in a way. Oh wait, wait, what? Oh, I was gonna keep going with the Iron Giant quotes. <laughs> Uh, yes, he's yes. Were you saying like he's the he, well, he's one he's a giant to he's them. the gun, right? He's all, yes, he's got un untapped potential, and he lets it loose a bit here. And if aimed misdirectly, it will result in something bad. Right, right. Um, we've gotten a taste of him just you know doing his Hulk smash onto the floor. That was definitely um, a Hulk smash. Yes. That was definitely a Hulk smash, but it, but but it seemed to you know kind of hurt him as well. Uh, you yeah, know, he had a he had a heal from it a little bit. Right, right, and uh, we saw a little bit of like I guess like ice magic, uh, where he stuck his hand in the water and he was using like the ice abilities to heal himself. Uh, funny enough, when Nori decided to touch him during this process the the dumbass um i thought she was gonna lose that hand i thought she was i thought she lost it when she pulled away i i and i was gonna say like oh okay now i'm kind of invested because there are stakes in this you know she wanted this sense of adventure with this person but now she's starting to see uh the danger he can be and look what it cost her it cost her a limb I thought they were gonna go there, and I was gonna, I was gonna be somewhat invested, but no, frostbite doesn't exist in um, the Lord of the Rings mythos. Might have and- been a little too graphic for such a character like Nori. <laughs> it would have. Oh God, just yeah, that happens, and I, I was, and that's it, basically, right? The, the, the giant felt, um, you know, a little bad about what he did, and. Um, he, he didn't know what he did because he was kind of like just chanting to himself. Uh, right. He sees, he sees her cradled on the ground and he checks in with her. And I think he realizes, yeah, he hurt her. But uh, yes, for, for the most part, uh, I don't think the, the Harfoot people really, you know, they're like, let's leave them behind. <laughs> they're causing all this trouble. Oh, yeah. Let's then- let's take their wheels. <laughs> Let's take their my God! I hate the Harfoot as a species. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a terrible little class system they got going. They are on. terrible, terrible people. Even the leader, he's considering it. Right? He he's consi- like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Just leave the wheel. Just take the wheels and leave them stranded. He could have outright said, no, hell no, we're not doing that to them. No, he didn't even do that. He just stood there pondering. And he was like, oh, well, mm, the the scales, the scales must be balanced. He considered it. That's my problem. Screw the Harfoots. Screw the Harfoots. I don't think I would want to be a Harfoot. And then, yeah, the stranger saved them from the wolves, these ugly wolves. There was that wolf scene, right? Um. Again, more like, you know, with the ice bit uh, and, you know, his Hulk smash. 
I'm pretty sure he's a wizard. I think it's safe to say this guy is a wizard. He is a uh, wizard. The question is, is he a new wizard that we've never met? Or is he a familiar one that we come to know in in the later series? Right. Could that he be Saruman? Could he be Gandalf? Gandalf? Could he Those be are the only Rad two that I know. <laughs> well, there's Radagast the Brown. He was featured in the Hobbit films. Okay. Had a little bit of expansion material there. Okay. Uh, and then I do my own research. There's like these two blue wizards. They're just literally called the blue wizards. I don't even think they have names. Nice. Um, I like it. Or it could just be an original wizard. Who knows? But okay. um, I think it's going to get interesting given your background. Somebody or a group of people are hunting. Uh, well, what seems to be like hunting the stranger uh as you like to say right. your discount eminem right discount eminem made his first appearance in this week's episode um and many believed uh this character to be sauron uh in early release trailers you know they showcased a lot of characters and people immediately gravitated towards this guy um discount eminem and they thought oh that that has to be Sauron. I have my own little theory on who Sauron might be. Uh, I I used to think that this potentially could be Sauron, but then, like in the first couple episodes, once you started seeing more of the behind the scenes and how the creators kind of want to subvert people's expectations on like when Sauron returns or which character is it going to be, I don't think this is Sauron. I don't think this is Sauron anymore. Um, I don't know who this is or who these people are. They know they about weird. They know about the stranger at least. Uh, they do, or, or at least you know the um, the the race or the entity of those people. I don't know. Uh, it, it, isn't Gandalf's a race called like the the Ondor or um, what's Some, what something are they like called? that? I. I don't know. Uh, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. Um, goodness. I, goodness. Lord of the Rings universe uses so many words that I really don't know. Uh, so I don't know what they're called. Uh, Is it Eastar? Eastar. Th there you go. There you Which go. is basically a wizard. <laughs> yeah, they're wizards. They're wizards. They're wizards. Eastari. Yes. Yes. Istari. Where were you going with this? Um, no, because you mentioned uh, Discount Eminem, that he's tied to um, the, the, the stranger in some way. He either yeah. knows the stranger directly or he just knows of the Astari, the wizards in general. And what he wants to do with that information, we don't know. He looks evil as all hell. I, I mean, I mean, they play the grim music in the background. It could be, honestly, it could be a, a bait and switch. This might not even be an evil person. Uh, oh, they have yeah, some. Yeah. I mean, it's an order. There was like four of them in white cloaks uh, with these weird staffs. Um, shoot, they might be wizards themselves. Who knows? Um, interesting. It's very interesting that they just showed up and. I guess they are going to cause problems later on for the Harfoot people, so long as they're traveling with the stranger. 
And given now that the stranger and Nori are not friends, or I don't know, maybe she'll realize he didn't mean to hurt her. Uh, uh, yeah, I I think she was scared uh, just a little bit from almost losing her hand. Uh, so I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll make up or whatever. I just, I just don't care for that. I just don't care. For, Listen, I, don't care. About, I don't care if they make up I, or not. I think it's about to get interesting. Right. It's now that it's, this character, this guy. Yeah, now the that they have, yeah, they have a actual opposing force coming after them. So, so we, so we think. So Actually, think. you know what? Maybe that was the problem with Nori and her plot thread. There was never really an opposing force compared to all the other ones, right? No, there were wolves. Oh, the wolves! The wolves! It's something. Oh no! It's not much, but it's it's, it's there. Listen, I ain't comparing a wolf to the devil across the street that's waging war against these other characters. Um, but okay, maybe this guy, you know, maybe he ties it back into the main plot thread, you know, because right now. I think part of the problem with Nori is that you don't know what part of this connects to the overall plot. Right. right. Her like, her story is so far the furthest away from any other kind of plot. Right. Uh, that the show has been building towards or like, you know, Elrond knows Galadriel, so they got that tie in. But right. Nori, yeah, they there's no connection to the bigger scope of things. And I mean, even even if Elrond doesn't know Galadriel, you know what the direction Elrond's story is going into is the creation of the Rings of Power. So, right in, in, in a scenario where you know Galadriel and Elrond never met, it's like okay, but I'm still invested in Elrond's story because Rings of Power are going to come from this relationship that he has with uh, Durin. And right. then with Galadriel is you know the the main plot thread. Let's let's go and fight Sauron and in the the Southlands, and then you have a Rundir and um, Bronwyn, Bronwyn, Bronwyn. Uh, who are actually in the Southlands and they are fighting against some dark entity. Um, yeah, they're they're about to get it first. They're about uh, to get it first. That they're, they're the first wave, the first platoon. <laughs> onto the battlefield so so i'm invested in all these other plot threads but then when you switch over to nori it's like all right the stranger that's all you got okay but what about him what about him? now that this guy is in here whoever the hell this is this uh great value m&m i'm now interested because it's like that's okay. not even you don't even have the right one actually that's uh is that not that's, him no that's the one of the ones that was on the hill really are you yes you're you're positive. I'm I have the well, scene pulled up right now. Well, wait a minute. I, don't they all, all three appear on the hill and then and then the the main one, this one that, goes that down. one you that one you have is standing on the hill with the two others, looking down at the discount Eminem. So that God, they just look so similar. Then, um, uh, Bridey Br- Br- Sisson. They have names. Oh no, that's the actor. Or oh. actress, yeah. Okay. Um, either way, now that they're introduced, now I'm I'm curious what direction it's gonna go in. Uh, obviously tied to the stranger, how it's gonna tie into the main plot. Don't know yet, but uh, I'm invested now. 
I'm in. Oh, well, I can't say. Oh, invested. okay. Never mind. It is the same one. Wow. What uh, are the sorry. odds? I was no, going to say. It's, I was a, it's a weird. It it's a weird shot where they start on the top of the hill. Yes. And then they don't show the transition of the Him one going to down. The hill. Are yeah. getting down the hill to where the crater was. Right. They don't show the transition. Okay. They're the same. All Discount right. M&M. You can Thank see the you. hair when they uh they get down. Right. Um, right. So, um, but you know, that's about it for uh, Nori and this plot thread. I, I I'm not gonna. I I no longer think this person is Sauron, so I, I I don't care until they give me more information on him. Um, so uh, right, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, it was mad brief. <laughs> they moved right. on real quick. Right. Um, but you know, speaking of Sauron, <laughs> I, I, let's talk about the um. The Watchtower and Adar, uh, the brewing um, conflict is about to, you know, it's about to burst. Right. Uh, <laughs> the tunnels are complete. Uh, right. So I guess they can start Some... making moves. So uh, I had a problem <laughs> with this uh, scene. Um, it's the first scene that we get with Bronwyn. Uh, or Bronwyn's plot thread with Orondir, uh in this episode. And I, I think it's kind of weird that um, Bronwyn gives this, I get it, it's supposed to be a speech to rile you up, to motivate you to like say, yeah, let's, let's fight them back. She gave two sentences, like uh, very, very quick, very, very quick. And everyone seemingly was all game for going for going to war to fight essentially what they know is the devil and at first i'm like wait what is that all it took i i expected some pushback or something you know like these people are they're like farmers and and barkeeps and oh, they're definitely they, not warriors for they're sure. not warriors but they're all ready with, with a half-hearted speech that's the thing i feel like bronwyn didn't give a good enough speech to like rally up the people and then what follows that is um the old man character from last wall drag wall drag he was the one that had the dagger um originally when you know about sour on that <laughs> come off it lad <laughs> don't you know it it's Sauron. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior, the devil. <laughs> um, everyone's all game to go to war, but then Waldreg comes in and he's like, he just he, he also says just two sentences like, What do you mean, lass? Let's worship the devil. Our Lord Sauron. And then everyone also goes to his side Th this scene was poorly done i i felt like this scene was very very rushed because on one end you had everyone getting ready to fight for bronwyn's cause and then in a split second with barely any uh convincing you have Waldred convincing more than half of those same people to go ahead and worship the devil down down the street uh, which is all dark, and I'm like, I, I I don't buy this. This is this scene was so weird. I don't know if it's just me. I, I don't know if you felt the same way. I just that was boggling my mind in this entire sequence. I was like, 
I'm not convinced by either of these speeches to either A, fight the devil or B, bend the knee to the devil. So I don't know. I'm indifferent. I don't I don't think um, it was a bad speech. I think the problem is these Southlanders are just without a leader and they don't. And Bronwyn, who I don't know her prior occupation, clearly is not a leader, but clearly doesn't want to submit to evil obviously for obvious reasons um but she's basically like we don't have a choice we got to fight and everyone's gung-ho ready to fight what i find most interesting about wall drag is he brings up and i think and again i think this is why the southlands just kind of suck uh he just brings up the fact that hey our ancestors bent the knee to sauron in the past and they lived more goth sorry Morgoth, they lived. We're here today because of them. Let's just go do the same thing. I think he raises a good point. He's <laughs> well, like, he, he barely did any convincing. I don't know. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. It's just, it's, and that's the thing. I think when you watch these Southlander sequences, you just like, these people are stupid and they suck. <laughs> like, they maybe, flip, maybe they, that's what they're trying to sell me. I think that's what I'm getting from. They just are, again, lack of leadership. They're flip-floppy. <laughs> you really can't easily trust swayed. them. So easily swayed because, again, it's not like he even made that great of an argument. He just reminded them of the past. And, yeah, half of them leave with him. <laughs> like, they think it's going to end well. I just... <laughs> like goodness i oh my god well i I think it's more testament for they are in dire need of leadership and it's not going to come from a run deer because all of this elf hate oh my god elves wall drag wanted to just drop a slur as soon as as soon as um a run deer came over he was because uh what was it i think I, i think a run deer uh tried to remind wall drag during his speech like Hey, whoa, whoa, like this, I, I've seen this enemy in the eye and this is not someone or something that you pledge servitude to, um, you know, it's, it, you know, you surrendering to them is not going to end well. And then Waldrick's like, who are we going to surrender to then? Elf. Right, right. <laughs> he like, says, Jesus. he says, you <laughs> think, you think this will be your deliverance? You think he's your deliverance? He's like. You think you are? L. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, goodness, my God! It's it's like it's similar to I don't know watching like the scum of I don't know King's Landing or something. It's like why root for these people? Why care to see if these people live or die? Oh, you know, Game of Thrones. Yeah, they're just kind of kind of bad people it's so it seems so it's like they are it's hard to root for them it's hard to get you know behind them and it shall be interesting because uh i mean half these people leave and they do they go and i thought i thought this was probably one of the funniest sequences i know it's not supposed to be funny i i know what Uh, you're talking it was funny it was funny. It was just unintentionally, like, unintentionally oh, funny. I was just like, oh my gosh, you're just an idiot. He's <laughs> like, we come to bend the knee to Lord Sauron. <laughs> you are Sauron, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> we'll bend the knee either way, I swear. <laughs> that pisses like... him off. 
But why? Why did it piss him off? That's that's a Ooh, good question. That is a great question. Yeah, he was seeing he seemed visibly upset to be called Sauron. Right. No. Uh and, and is it is it because, you know, there there's there's the initial assumption that Aldar is an early uh, version of Sauron or what Sauron looks like right now. But then there's also the argument that he's not Sauron at all. We don't know who or what Aldar is right now. Right. Uh, Still a mystery. Right. So when Waldreg is calling him Sauron, is he is, is Aldar upset either by the fact that, oh, that's who I used to be. I'm no longer Sauron. How dare you call me by that name of which I've vanquished from my reality already or does he is he upset by just the mistaken identity like you guys came here thinking you were going to worship Sauron but I ain't Sauron so I'm angry now that you're calling me Sauron and I I thought he was going to smash his head in, he yeah I, I was like this, this is what this dude deserves <laughs> you know let's go pledge to Sauron and then the first question that comes out of your mouth you are sauron aren't you like <laughs> you should have did your research bud like that's mad disrespectful <laughs> what are you doing He's you upset. can't call some I, I i think the mystery of adar shall be a fun one to watch play out uh like you said uh i don't know maybe he's some guy who's always been in sauron's shadow and you know they both were generals for Morgoth and you know he could never break out of Sauron's shadow or maybe maybe he is Sauron but he's trying to be not be Sauron well well the interesting thing about it is that we know he's not an orc I mean we, we knew that for we assumed that uh for a while um yes. considering just how he looked like but then in the beginning of the episode you get that scene where um he's standing in the sun and nothing's happening to him and, right. and that's when that orc um, soldier came up to him and he's like, oi, how the hell? No, no. Uh, he, he says, how, how does it feel? What does he say? Like He says, like, like, like fire. fire. <laughs> like fire, Lord Father. I mean, God, he held his arm there baking. You hear the sizzling. <laughs> and he says, he's like, I wish you could feel it as I do. He's like, Right. right. Can I stop now? <laughs> Sir, this hurts. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> it's just, it's, I I don't know what's going on here. Um it's there's, interesting to say the least. There's definitely something there about Aldar. I also don't think he's Sauron. Um Yeah, I'm starting yeah, I'm not getting really Sauron vibes. Um yeah, um, no. But I do have a theory on who Sauron is, and and we'll we'll get to him when we get. Oh, to is that, that coming character. up? That's that, coming up. That's coming up. Oh, coming interesting. Up. I I don't have any theories. I don't have any theories. Um, okay, um, I, I'm I'm curious about your theory. I I have it. Um, but uh, yeah. So basically, what this guy he gets an ultimatum. He's like, oi, but an an elite. No, no. <laughs> Not Waldrick. Waldrick doesn't say this. Uh, Aldar says, you know, um, an oath must be like bound in blood. Bound in blood. Yes. Um, so he grabs like Theo's best friend or something. And yeah. 
they, 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 I don't know, man. People that are considered friends in this universe just seem like asses to each other. Again, uh, I don't think Southlanders are good people. They, <laughs> and, I don't like, think they are. Their their moral compass is like running haywire. So right, right. They're just they're just terrible. Uh, so like Aldar grabs, uh, you know, Theo's friend quotation marks, um, and basically tells Waldrag, "Yo, slit this guy's throat." And uh, that's when you know the oath will be sealed. Uh, Waldrag seemed like he was going to do it. And he likely did do it. Yeah, pretty sure um, he did. Yeah. We don't know what um, uh, Aldar did with the other Southlanders because the next scene we get of them is them marching onto the tower yes. where Orondir is. We don't know, like, you know, the, the Southlanders were not marching with them. So we don't know where the Southlanders went after Waldrag, uh, pledged allegiance to whoever you are. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I guess it looks like they're going to have a battle, especially next week. Um, Bronwyn w- w- was ready to, uh, surrender. <laughs> um, once, once they realized the, the secret of the, the hilt, Oh, it's a key. It's not just a hilt. It's a key. Right. Uh, a key to what, though? I was confused. They were looking at the rocks with the engravings on it. I, I just think they realized the importance of it. Um, like me personally, I didn't see what the significance was. I just know that they they all acknowledge like, OK, we have something that they want. It is very important and they're likely not going to stop at anything until they, they get, get it, back. it yeah um so at that point bronwyn's like hey let's surrender <laughs> i know i was trying to rally you guys up before but <laughs> this ain't worth it yeah let's not let's not do this um i think it's a little too late for that uh they are on their way they are on their way they don't look like they're stopping for nothing they don't they're already chanting they have their war chant already uh as they're marching up the hill so <laughs> they're getting riled up um yeah but i think i think that's when they basically say um one of them says something and then uh i think bronwyn or a run deer they realize hey let's let's drop the tower on them let's just knock it down on them when they come up oh I'm is like, that the plan they came up with i think there's a they, shot where it views up to the tower yeah they they, they said something like they're gonna come. They're and they're they, going to raid us until they topple the tower over, or, or something like that. And then right, and they, she's got a look of this amazement and looks oh, up at the tower. Oh, oh. so I, they're gonna drop the tower, I guess, on the orcs. I don't know if that's gonna. I doubt it's gonna stop them. I mean, it um, did stop a good amount. I, it'll I dr- it'll stop the first platoon. You better that, yeah. You better have a backup plan next. Right, because uh, a run deer can only handle <laughs> so many uh, arrow shots. And Theo's uh, not a good shot, apparently. Theo's not a good shot uh, at all. But apparently he's gotten his mark of bravery in only 14 years, where it took a run deer 200. 200. Which I imagine equates to a 14-year-old. I don't know. I don't know how. No. These- <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, man, you didn't really put in perspective for him. Right. 200 years. Like, what is that really to an elf? <laughs> right. Like he said in 14 years, half that time, he probably could even pick up a bow. So exactly. Uh, um, nice pep talk around here. Good job. Nice. Nice try. Yeah. He just says, uh, thanks, elf. <laughs> like, okay. Right. All right, buddy. Um, but we kind of know the stakes now with uh, a run deer's plot thread and brawn wins. They're getting ready for a battle that's marching up the hill for next week's episode. I'm curious to see where it's going to lead to with um, Adar. And yes, um, definitely like to see how it plays out. First kind of big scale battle. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is really the first big scale battle. Like, like, like we've had fights before uh this episode but this is like our first lord of the rings like proper uh grand scale uh conquest fight you know right it's giving man helms deep vibes so right right uh so yeah that that'll be interesting you get to see kind of how these showrunners flex their muscle when it comes to battles you know because uh I, I feel like that will go a long way in determining whether or not this show is is as successful as they want it to be. Because uh, you got to have good battles, you know? I think battles are a staple in Lord of the Rings. Exactly. I think they the have to make sense. Some of the most practical kind of effects and, like, grandiose, you know, like, it's an epic. You got to right. sell the epic. They sold it in the aesthetic. It's epic. The multiple storylines seem to be epic. Now right. we just need the battles to match the epicness of it all to truly be an epic. So uh, they got their work cut out for them. They just got to sell us, you know, just sell it. And I mean, again, 58 mil. That's more than the budget of, I think, the original three films. So, yeah, I think please, so. <laughs> please deliver. Deliver. I think I think they've been flexing um, the money in all these episodes so far i would i would be so shocked if for the grand battle and it's not even the grand battle it's a battle in season one i don't even think it's the grand battle for season right one. right it's not like the quintessential like Asildo, hurry you know like it's <laughs> not that battle that's probably like season five y'all just gotta sell us to make a dar seem like a formidable you know right. opponent and Give us something to fight for. I don't guess. don't show me orcs slipping on banana peels or uh, just I don't know succumbing to silliness or whatever. Theo should not get a kill. Uh, really, <laughs> you think Theo's not going to get a single kill? No, and if he not does, even it'll like be, an uh, axe, not even like because uh, la- last they, minute, be very last minute kill. You're you're he uh, the mom killed one right? She, she did. She killed, yeah, that was like a two v one. Um, I I think Theo. My, I mean, I don't care for him to get one. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm I, just saying. As far as I don't know, like a one v one fight. You're you're saying no, Theo better not score a he, kill on the orc. He's not getting a one v one fight. Period. So, okay, I don't I don't think he's getting a one v one fight. All right, fair enough. He could stab himself with the juice. The evil okay. juice. I just want to say, I looked at the budgets of the original films. Uh, total budget wise, two eighty-one mil for, for all three. three. 
for the three. Yeah. Two eighty one. Okay. So near three hundred million. So so essentially, what we're on episode five, we've already surpassed. Uh, uh well almost yeah. wait right uh yeah. we surpassed what uh 58 One, two, times five three four yeah, five we, yeah. yeah we surpassed it yeah we, so. we and we're not even at the fight yet so there we go right um deliver 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 us deliver us um, um speaking of deliveries uh there is a table being delivered back to Kazadun for doing um, that's right as a joke i knew it was, as a joke I, I knew it was a joke from the beginning because i was like there's no way there's no way that he's like uh because what they um elrond and Dudin, they went back to the elf city or or did yeah they're in linden they're in, they're linden. in linden okay um they go back to linden they're having dinner with the high elf king and right. uh Dudin just brings up um oh wh where'd you get this table <laughs> and they're like, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Why do you ask? It's one of the most greatest deposits in all of Dwarfdom. We use we it. We use it for our tombs. <laughs> it's very I, sacrilegious for you to use it as a table. I immediately, I'm like, I know this dude's trolling. I know this dude's trolling. He got pissed at, su at some of the pettiest things with Elrond. He would be livid <laughs> right now if that was true uh, about the mineral. So I knew he was trolling. And he was. He was trolling. I thought that was hilarious. It's a good little bit. I like I like Dooding. Um, yes. Very interesting meeting as far as kind of what is revealed here. Uh Obviously, they want the Mithril. The elves. Uh, yeah, the elves want the Mithril. Right. Elrond does not want to admit it is there. And then they're kind of like push him against the wall and say, you know, hello, you're an elf. Like, let me tell well, you what's really going on, too. Yeah. Right. The tree is leaking black. Is that is that what's happening? That tree was covered in black goo. No, but like so, I I, I kind of like zoned out a little bit because that's when they started getting into like the mysticism. Um, so d did this just happen out of nowhere? Like, is it th the tree started leaking? Is that what um, happened? I guess it had been leaking for some time. Because there was that were... scene when Galadriel sailed off, right? Because yes. the king was telling her, um, everything's going to be all right. You know, you did your job. Now go back to el the elf kingdom and, you know, live the rest of your days there. But then when she sailed off, I think it was starting to get stormy at the. Yes. And I think I think they did show the trees kind of um, withering a little bit. If it did, it probably was mad subtle because he was saying that, you know, I guess it's been happening for uh, before they even sent Galadriel off because he thought okay. by sending her off, it would heal the tree because she was kind of like so hellbent on, you know, her quest to take down Sauron. Right. Uh, that it was having an effect on the tree. Uh, so if it wasn't as profound back then, it's profound now. And I guess also, too, this does tie in a bit to... I think the overall Lord of the Rings mythos, I think in the 
film it mentions you know i think by the time of the lord of the rings films it's like all the elves are about to make the trip back to oh is, really is, yeah um oh. valar is it valar i think it's valar or valor v-a-v-a-l-o-r yes. yes they are like for example i know the elves of rivendell were going back arwen uh aragorn's uh betrothed wife whatever you want to call her uh elrond you know she's elrond's daughter uh she was going back she was on a horse they were making a trek to the sea and uh because i'm pretty sure he said you know the time of the elves has come to an end their light i think was like done it was all but faded so it was time to go back and he stayed behind you know to help out however he can uh, but when she chose to stay too, she is, you know, because she's in love with Aragorn. Um, her immortality would be eaten up, so she wouldn't be immortal right. anymore. She wouldn't be protected by the elf light. Right. And actually, I, I misspoke earlier. The elf kingdom is called Amon. A-M-A-N. That wasn't Linden? No, no, no. Like the, like the, the kingdom to the west across the sea oh okay Amon. okay right Amon. what was that what you were referring to when you said yeah, that they yeah, were yeah the leave? elf okay. yeah they're going back they're going back okay um yeah i uh and you know what we also get in this little snippet the the thing you alluded to earlier the the little story about um what the the elf the tree and the a Balrog that uh they fought above of atop the misty mountains and yeah they fought and the tree got struck by lightning and that that's their tree right that's like their mythic mystical tree that that's what I assumed yeah and the the roots ran so deep it's it's almost it's it's a very vibranium esque the way they're making it sound oh yeah uh, it does seem yeah. like vibranium yeah, it seeps into the mountain, and I guess makes me through. And they they had their prophecy, they had their legend of it, um, and its existence. Um, and the king basically tells uh, Elrond, like, "My man, we're dying. <laughs> like, love of God. <laughs> like, who cares if I will not be an oath breaker? <laughs> we're all gonna die if you don't." He's like, your father wasn't an oathbreaker either, and he died for his people. You, so you can live. Come on. Give Come me the on. goods. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I kind of like how steadfast um, Elrond is. You know, he knows that it, his people are essentially doomed if if they don't um, if if they don't uh, give up the location or the existence of the mithril if he doesn't give give that up uh but he doesn't want to betray his friend he made he's it got morals he's got morals he's got morals and then i like where it led to after that because then you know rather than just being pressured from the king to just come out clean and be like just just say it just say it say that say that there's mithril uh and, and him just saying okay okay i'm sorry <laughs> there is Rather than doing that, he goes back to Durin and he gives him 
the power to do something like that. He puts he puts the ball in his court and he's like, listen, I'm going to be frank with you. Um, my people are dying. We think the Mithril will help in in uh and basically them not being vanquished from middle earth but i am not going to betray your trust i'm putting it onto you can will you please help us uh because actually wait what does he say he says um because uh, he keeps wanting him to repeat it he says the like the fate of the elven race is in your hands say it again <laughs> And he's like, ah, so the fate of the entire elven race is in my hands. Um, no, it, it's it's very interesting giving, given the lore of it all. We know, uh, and that, well, now we apparently know that Mithril is going to play a huge part in, I guess, prolonging the elf lifespan for however long it may be. Right. But we also know the dwarves are going to get really greedy and digging up Mithril and you know eventually kind of caused their own downfall as far as awakening another Balrog and right so it's very interesting to see where it goes to where you know does during is he going to you know dig up Mithril give it to the elves and you know call it a day and then like they're like well we're just going to keep getting more and more um interesting enough because since since apparently the show is already breaking canon and you know it's it's changing the mythos and the lore um what might be kind of interesting you know what's established before is that that due to the dwarves own greed they kept digging for mithril they unleashed the balrog what if the change to that is you know, assuming King Durin is on board to help um, Elrond and the elves, what if they actually start digging because of the elves? Like, like they're digging more for it because of the elves to supply them with the Mithril uh -huh. that they need. And that unleashes the Balrog. They get, you know, they handle it however they handle it. But now the, the division between the dwarves and the elves is even more strenuous now because it's like, well, damn, we we never would have unleashed that thing if we hadn't agreed to help you. Like this is your right. fault. We unleashed that. We would have been fine with what we had. Kind of like, well, all right, elves, we need you to take ownership. You know, you and your immortality push led to, uh, you know, a decline in the race of dwarves. Right. And they don't, and they probably won't take ownership for it. Right, and then which is causing the, a lot of people to kind of have this distaste towards elves. Right, right, and, and again, that that's assuming that you know the creators want to change that part of the lore as well, rather than keep it as the dwarves just got greedy, so they kept digging. Um, I, I I think it, I I you know I don't know if I call it. I mean, it's almost like a retcon, but it's almost like it adds just another layer to what was already thought, you know. It's right. like, oh, this is actually what was going on. Yeah, it could look like they were greedy, but they were really trying to help the elves. And it looks bad on the elves if the elves don't kind of own up to, you know, pushing the dwarves to do that. Right. Oh, oh, so so you're saying like history tells that the dwarves yes. were just being greedy, but the actual 
moment to moment thing that caused it to happen were the elves, you know, asking for help and okay. Yes, okay. yes. It's that could uh, be interesting. The yeah. um the victors write the right. history books. Right. Yeah. The elves the elves don't want to make it seem like it was their fault that the the balrog was unleashed on the dwarves when they kept digging mithril for them so then they they instead spin it as oh yeah the, the, those greedy dwarves they kept digging they just wanted more mithril they, they did it to themselves see there you go it, wow. it, it, it just adds it adds a nice little you know layer I actually like wouldn't an onion. mind that like it like an onion like an onion <laughs> where's yeah. our yonko bingo card <laughs> oh man I forgot to print mine out uh <laughs> Um, I think okay. it'll be cool. Yeah, I, I can. I can, buy that. I can buy that. Yeah. Nice, nice. Very nice. Um, very nice. And uh, that's about it with them, right? With Alron and Durin. Durin yeah, seems the- to be on board for the most part. They just have to convince his father to mm-hmm. to also be on board with them. Which I I feel like after the speech, the the speech that he had with uh, his dad in the previous episode, I, I feel like the dad would uh i don't know maybe not I, I, he's I very mean, stubborn the, apparently he has distrust towards the elves it seems um maybe he too will feel like um you know the power is in his hands he's like oh i can help the elves or i can let them die right and maybe he'll help out just so he can be like you need me more than i need you right type of shtick mm-hmm. so but yeah that that's it for them uh, again um i think nori and Elrond probably got the shortest bit of time here, uh, which is okay. It was fine. I didn't. Uh, it's okay as far as the story serves for this episode. It was fine. Just checking in on what's going on with these two parts. I think most of majority, not I, maybe not majority of the story, but Numenor. A lot of things are still happening on, on Numenor. Uh, they're prepping. Uh, they're ready to go. Some folks. Some folks, not so much. Uh, all right, let's just get out of the way. The the son of the high council member, uh, Farazin is his name. Farazin is right. the old with the beard. Right. I don't. I don't know why. What's the deal with his son? But he wants to sabotage everything. He. I he, guess for the name. Yeah, for a sealed or sister. I yes, guess. for whatever reason. I. I she held his hand this episode. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I'll do whatever you want then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Such a weirdo. <laughs> like, I don't I don't get it. I I, I don't, I don't get, get it either. This is this is one element of the Numenor plot thread that I whenever they show it, I just I complete completely zone out. It's not even like, oh, I I, I stopped paying attention a little bit. No, I I don't care. I don't care about Asilador's sister and Farazin's son. I don't know what they're trying to do with this. They they just started their their love quest uh, last episode last week, and I'm supposed to care? Like, be convinced that? And I don't know. This guy's just freaking weird. Um, and uh, but yeah, they they want to sabotage. Um, the boats is there a reason why the sister is is really adamant about shutting down the is it because she doesn't want her dad to sail off or it must be something that we missed because i feel like it is 
I too, I feel was not the most invested when uh, she was first presented. I mean, same thing with the sealed door. I wasn't too invested in him either. Uh, when he was first, I mean, I was like, oh, cool. It's a sealed door. Um, but I wasn't like, like really paying attention. He just looks like some foolish little kid. Like, you know, so wants to do big things, but what's, what's his deal in this story? Like, like, okay. So I, I know who a steel door is, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but like, wh what's his plot thread right now? Is it that he can't commit to like, uh, positions that that he gets appointed to and that's why his dad's always angry with him and he doesn't want to give him a shot on the i feel like everyone's being mean to a seal door and everybody's pretty mean to a seal door like they're giving uh -huh. they're treating like a punching bag and i'm like i i feel like now that i know the names of these characters i feel like there was stuff that i should have uh listened to more clearly in the early episode so i understand like why everyone is treating him the way they're treating him now um they're just being freaking mean man like i don't know his friends are mean to him his dad is mean to him um, it just seems like he's trying to prove himself but he's not trying to use like i guess his title like his lineage to promote himself but it's like he doesn't want any of it either he's just doing it because he has to, but he actually has no real kind of interest in any of it. And it's screwing up his friends. It's making his dad upset. Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it, but he's just, he's lost. He's lost. A seal door is lost currently. Um, right. He tried to be a stowaway. He did. Ship. And he caught, uh, caught homeboy uh, trying yes. to Oh my gosh, he's like blowing up the ships. Like he's like, I'm not gonna let them go to war for an elf. We're not <laughs> fighting an elf war. A Silador sister touched my hand. I gotta um, do everything I can. <laughs> my goodness. Um yeah, I, I guess uh Hallbrand. I'm sorry, not Hallbrand. Um a Silador is just trying to make a name for himself once the honor and the title i guess to prove himself to his family his friends um and he seems to get that towards the end although he's a stable boy now but right they're like you're here but you know we're gonna treat you you haven't really earned it yeah right right they uh they had to work their way i guess that's that's primarily what the problem is he's mostly been handed things um down to him right from like his position yeah. his title everyone else had to work their way up to get there and he kind of takes things for granted i guess that's the logic with it um yeah yeah um that's yeah that's what i get he's uh he's trying to prove himself for whatever reason and it's just not working uh you know but he 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 did not rat out that guy he did not rat him out he did not no very interesting move right well did does he know that his sister and them are yeah he does i think i don't think he even has any idea who that guy is to his sister <laughs> at all goodness I, I i don't either nor do i care i i don't care when that guy comes on screen so i'm like all right let's just let's just move it along let's just move right it i don't along. i don't care too much 
but yeah i mean he failed and that was kind of it he failed and that was the last we saw of him i think right no it was uh he's on the ship i mean that's at the end of the episode when they're about to sail off into uh no no i mean like the other guy like he oh oh the other one yeah he just he just ran he just and that was it yeah which is like i'm like weird storytelling aspect we have no idea what it was it was we failed so is that it for his character are we never gonna see him again never again the the three ships are going they're Uh, they're leaving unless he's going too it's not like he could do any more damage uh it's oh my god it's it's just weird but um i think his dad ferrazin ferrazin he's he's the more interesting character in that you know that family um he has an agenda with this you know he's not going out there for the betterment of the the southland people he's doing it for the betterment of numenor in the sense that you know uh what was that he said like all the all the trade and the market and everything that we can establish in the southlands I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't sacrifice that for all the salt in the sea. I'm like, oh, okay, that's a that's a commitment. I swear it's not that deep. <laughs> it's not that serious. I swear the elves don't care about Numenor. You know, go whatever, go fight this battle and come back saying the elves are going. What do you say? Like the elves are going to praise us, like or something. Um, uh elves yeah. will be in service to us right right i i don't think it's that deep man like i don't i don't get i don't get it well i'm in a way almost uh spoiling myself because I, i'm on i'm reading ferrison's <laughs> things okay i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop oh you better stop there's stuff with him there's stuff with him um yeah i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop um he's he's important oh okay all right pay pay attention to ferris pay attention i'm paying attention i get it he doesn't want to be in service to elves he wants elves to be in service to man and that's all i got okay okay um, and like the only remaining characters left aside from Farazin and the rest of them are uh, our main, our main uh, characters or, or character, whatever you want to call it, uh, Galadriel and Holbrand. Yes, Holbrand. I remember his name. And Good do, job. You wanna, do you want to know why I remember his name? Why is that? I think. Hallbrand is Sauron. Hmm. That's a good theory. Ooh, do you want to know why I think well, it's him? Let or, me see if I let me see or, if I can guess why. Go ahead, go ahead. I mean, he's ashamed of what his people did as far as selling out okay. to Morgoth way back when. Right. They've been on the hunt for Sauron. You know, uh, he said you wouldn't like the reason why I was on that raft, you know. Um, right. And he, yeah, he was alluding to, you know, you don't know what I did as far as it sounds like he did more than just sell out the Southlands. Uh, 
Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Take so, it. so, so you, you got some of the pieces. Like I, my, my thing is like, there's a bunch of pieces that kind of point to Hallbrand being Sauron. You got some of the pieces you got, like all the points you raised are also points as to why I think Hallbrand is Sauron. And, and in terms of like, you know, whether, you know, he's, he's intentionally being Hallbrand and he's just trying to live a normal life or what I, We'll we'll get to that part. Let's just let's just suspend our disbelief as to why he's Hallbrand right now, and just try to go back and think. Okay, I think he is Sauron. Um, there's there's two things with that. So one necessarily doesn't have anything to do with the show as to what's happening right now. It more or less has to go to what the showrunners had to say about Sauron in Rings of Power. And it's something where they said in an interview where they basically said, you know, Sauron's in the show. They didn't say when he's going to appear. They didn't say how he's going to appear. But they they basically said Sauron is going to appear in the least expecting way you can imagine. Right? Okay. So, you know, when you go back to our previous theories on who we thought Sauron is, when we saw Adar for the first time, that's way too obvious that this could be Sauron. So there's no way Adar was going to be Sauron, right? Aside from the obvious thing of like, you know, he doesn't look like a, you know, Sauron or whatever. Uh, he he uh, looks like an elf almost with like, you know, burned skin a little bit. Um, so, so that's Adar, right? And then you start thinking about, oh, but what about Discount Eminem? Discount Eminem also is like, I don't know. Like, that's just so obvious. Like, you know, that it could be Sauron, I guess, because he just looks so evil right now. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so so he was off the list right, right then and there. Um, and especially with this episode, that confirmed more or less for me. Like, yeah, I don't think this guy is Sauron. So um, going back a little bit, there was a name that I could not wrap my head around. Do you recall the name that I could not remember the last several weeks when we were talking about characters? Um, we just said it. We just said it. Hallbrand? Yes, Hallbrand. I oh, could, okay. Meaning, meaning he is the least suspecting person out of all the characters right now that we have that could potentially be Sauron. I couldn't even remember his name. I remember Galadriel, Celebrimbor, uh, Elrond, Durin. I remember all these characters, but the least suspecting person in that in that uh, you know that cast of characters is Holbrand. You forget about him. He's not trying to do anything with you know the grand plot or whatever. So. He's trying that, to avoid it. If anything, he's, he's not trying, trying to, to go back to the Southlands. He doesn't want to go to it. So. So uh, in terms of that fitting the narrative of how the writers wanted to subvert expectations, I think Hallbrand fits that narrative. He, you know, you don't expect him to be that. Now, now let's go actually into the story, right? Why, what points to him being, Hall, uh, you know, Sauron? How poetic would it be that Galadriel, this entity that she has been hunting for centuries, and has been the the consumption of her entire life like she's obsessed with finding sauron how poetic would it be if hallbrand who who is sauron is the person that actually saved her in the ocean 
This is the chance oh. meeting that they get, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And and so Galadriel is, you know, Galadriel doesn't know that that that, that this is Sauron. So she's saved by the one thing that she hates most in the world. Not only that, uh, she is trying to convince someone that, like as you said, he doesn't want to go back to the Southlands for whatever reason. For whatever reason, we don't know. But assuming it's Sauron, he he just doesn't want to go back. And Galadriel keeps pushing him. Ooh, <laughs> go Galadriel. Oh, because you know, and again, talking poetic sense, they wanted her to go back to the Elven homeland. Just be peaceful, be at peace. You're and what if she was the instigating factor to Sauron's rise again? exactly the mm -hmm. spite and she's pushing Hallbrand, and she keeps saying i mean because she she really does it in this episode she keeps telling him we need you to go there because the queen is getting an army so you need to be there you need to be there to, to rally up the southland and rally your people yeah rally your for people. what we know these people suck <laughs> and, and 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 another thing Another thing that supports this, remember the Palantir from mm -hmm. last week's episode. The Queen Regent saw a vision of the destruction of Numenor and um and uh the prophecy or or the you know the 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 vision that the Palantir gave her of Numenor being flooded, right? The wave, yeah. The waves. Mm -hmm. Um all that was told to her was that the destruction will be brought on by an elf. Living in this fantasy world, you all know how like prophecies and riddle, like the, everything has to be a riddle. Everything has to be vague and riddle-like almost. What if technically that part is true? An elf is going to bring the destruction of, of uh, Numenor, but not directly. It is instead the elf who is the catalyst, that being Galadriel, in pushing the Sauron, uh, Holbrand, to go to the Southlands, regain his Sauron consciousness, whatever, and that leads to the destruction of Numenor, where the prophecy foresaw in the Palantir is still accurate, because had that elf not washed on shore, she never could have convinced Sauron to go back and amass his army. So it's still yep. her fault. I can get behind it. I can. It I works. Think, I think Hallbrand is Sauron. Now, so that's kind of like the backdrop as to what would tie him into being Sauron. It's a whole nother discussion to try and figure out why the hell is he like this right now? You know, <laughs> why is he, why is he Hall, Hall brand and wanting to be a blacksmith in Numenor? You might see them play around with the mythos. Maybe they might, they might, um, it might be something. And again, th that's another thing. Sauron was a skilled blacksmith. Very Hallbrand true. is in He's... a city. <laughs> that he's learning to be among the best blacksmiths known to man. That sword looked pretty good that he made. It looked it, 
it, it looked solid. That thing looked like a blade that could cut the devil in half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, um, even if he's not Sauron, there are there's something much deeper, and I feel there's like a touch of evil here. I feel like on. he's tied. If he's not actually Sauron directly, he is tied to Sauron in some way. Because again, going back to some of the things we saw already in past episodes, that fight that he had with the other blacksmiths. He was very skilled in that fight, and he got that sadistic edge where he just whispered in their ear, like, I'm Holbrand. Uh, I'm Holbrand. What the fuck is this, Batman? <laughs> I'm Holbrand. And caves their skulls in. Like, there is a touch of you. And then again, you get it again in this episode. Holbrand is saying, Galadriel, you don't know what I've done. He's very like, ashamed of something. Right, right. And I'm I'm telling you, like, why Sauron is has this Hallbrand persona, you could theorize for days. You could be like, oh, he gave himself, I don't know, self-inflicted amnesia so that he can gain knowledge, I guess, among men, among, you know, the other kingdoms or whatever, or somehow make it to Numenor. Um, we, we don't know. And again... Again, another thing, it's interesting when he was saying to Galadriel, you don't know what I've done, because as he's saying that, the scene is transitioning into the orcs getting ready Ooh. for battle. Bro, listen, Holbrand is Sauron. I'm sorry. That's that is my that is my you, you sticking by it, you standing by it. I'm sticking by it. There is I don't think any other character fits the MO. I think I really think, and again, this is just me. Going back to what was given to us, going back to what the writers have said about how it's, Sauron it's solid. Can be introduced, you, you, I think you have a solid theory. I crack, I crack the case. I got it, folks. You heard it here. Doctor Jace here, Attorney folks. says, "Paul <laughs> Brand is Sauron." Hold him to it. We'll Hold see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It's pretty solid. I think the facts are there. The Would facts. you think Nori is Sauron? No. <laughs> Never. Absolutely not. Sauron but was a hard foot. <laughs> could never. Could Goodness. never. But Goodness. he's something's a foot. A, a hard foot? No. Oh. But nice I, try. I thought that was the pun you were going for. Absolutely not. Nice try. But no. Fair but enough. it's going down. It's going down. Uh He's on board after much convincing. He's all much convincing. Up. He doesn't want to go. He, he doesn't want to go. He keeps emphasizing that. But he's going. Um, he's going now. He's all suited up along with Galadriel. Mm -hmm. They got armored up. It's cool. It was cool. It was cool to see her in armor. I mean, she didn't do much this episode, you know, other outside of convincing uh, Hallbrand and testing the young soldiers of Numenor and see. oh my god I'm sorry oh yeah th th there's that fight with the the that she has get, with the trainees and they get promoted to lieutenant I don't like how they say left lieutenant. yes lieutenant lieutenant like that but whatever um going back a little bit uh during one of the scenes where she finally convinces him uh to go to new to to, to the Southlands she tells Hallbrand, 
she has not told this story uh to really anyone that has raised the question to um Hallbrand asks, why are you so obsessed with <laughs> finding this guy? What did he do? Whose and dagger was it, he says. Whose dagger was it? And she tells him, uh, Sauron killed my brother. And it, it's a quest for revenge. I want revengeance. <laughs> um, and Hallbrand apologizes is very interesting how he says it because he says i'm sorry you could interpret that in a couple ways you could interpret that as a sign of empathy as in like you know when whenever someone anyone has like uh the passing of a loved one typically one says oh i'm sorry to hear that i'm sorry that that happened to you right uh that could just be what hall brand was saying on the flip side if he is indeed sauron he is basically saying, Oops. "Sorry, <laughs> sorry." Uh, he was in my way. <laughs> oh my god! I had this theory already in this episode, and I half expected him to 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 lay it bare and be like, "I'm sorry, I dug the dagger deep in there." I thought he was going to say that to Galadriel in that scene, and then you know the cat's out the bag. It's Sauron, but he didn't do that. He just said, "I am sorry." He didn't say, I'm sorry for your loss. He said, I'm sorry. I'm just saying. Convince me otherwise. I'm just saying. Hall Brandon Sauron. I, again, I think it's sound. Um, I uh, I just pulled up the scene too. Uh, Gladriel says to him, you know, to find the light, you have to have, sometimes you have to have a touch of the darkness could be alluding to more than just a touch oh, for this guy my god good that's another thing <laughs> to touch of the darkness she's been trying to find the light this entire time right and vanquishing sauron a touch of the darkness she had to interact she had to befriend sauron mm -hmm. to now see the light that oh my god this is Oh, every single piece of dialogue in this episode and in past episodes point to this guy being Sauron. It's good stuff. I <laughs> swear, if Hallbrand is not Sauron, I'm going to say this show is terrible. <laughs> I, I am so convinced that he is Sauron at this point. Goodness, googly moogly gracious. This is it. This is it. I think there is a sound argument for it, um, and it's oh, man. I mean, because uh, how many episodes? Ten, nine episodes. Is it ten? Uh, um, let's see. Kings of Power episode count. Uh, well, it says there's five episodes out right now, but obviously there's oh, more. Does that tell you? Um. No, it will. It will in a second. Uh, as soon as I bring it up, there's oh, eight yeah, I got episodes. Eight, eight episodes. So three more. Three more. Three more. The final episode will premiere on October fourteenth. Fourteenth. Um. Okay. Um. It's winding down. It's winding down. Uh. If if any reveal is to happen, I think it's gonna be finale. Um, oh or, yeah. Yeah. So you gotta. You gotta hold tight just a little bit. I, I'm waiting on it. 
I am waiting on it. You'll get the answers that you seek. And the Palantir. I I don't know what he says. (laughs) Does he say it like that? Oh, I, uh, yeah, he does, right? Because, because he like curves his hand in like a weird way on on the Palantir. Who, Sauron? Yeah, Sauron. Yeah, does he say it like that in the Palantir? Uh, something like that. I just know he's got nasty old fingers doing this weird little. It's crusty, yeah. Talk to me, Sau- Sauron. <laughs> Build me an army. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, how he says it. Right. Um. I mean, uh, I think I know there was something with the queen and her father. I'm that's another thing I'm not too invested in. <laughs> Don't go to the Southlands. Don't go to Middle Earth. Don't do it. That's that's all the dad was. Oh, that's there all for. it was. That's all it was. Okay. That's all it was for. And again, it just alluding to bad things are going to happen if you oh, sail over there. He says darkness. Yeah, he says. Well, she says, "What's a, what awaits me?" Darkness. Great. So vague. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Thanks for the riddle, Dad. Tell me something I didn't know. I'm literally about to go fight. You think I'm fighting the light? Come on, Dad. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is light. <laughs> Goodness. Um, but right. yeah, uh, everyone's getting ready for war. We know Galadriel's capable in combat as she just showed up the entire <laughs> Numenor army solo. Um, and we'll we'll wait and see. We got a battle coming up next week. Yeah, it looks like they're about to hit the ground running and uh, honestly not slow down. I can't imagine them slowing down after this. So um, I think we'll see some convulging some storylines uh convulging on one another get some more interactions between our cast and uh yeah um i'm pretty excited pretty excited uh yeah yeah it's got me it's got me again are, are other you than the things that we said are you on team uh hall brand <laughs> are you on team hall brand Oh, your theory? Uh, I th- I think it's a good theory. I don't know. I don't know if I will put all my money on it. Wow, no. So that means you must think someone else has to be Sauron. I, I don't know who Sauron's going to be, but I know Hallbrand is hiding some dark secrets. I will say that. And it's going to okay. be revealed and it's going to game change for some folks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'll say. What if uh because now I'm starting to get into, um, oh, God, what what story does this? Uh, like Kingdom Hearts logic or, uh, yeah, I guess Kingdom Hearts. I, I, I know there's other mythos that do it. Uh, <laughs> what if <laughs> what if Sauron to, to, to split? <laughs> what if Sauron to, to handle two different objectives? He split his soul into two to where his dark half, his nobody, his heartless is a dar that's amassing his army. And then his nobody, his shell, uh, which is Hallbrand, is going off to learn the blacksmithing techniques of Numenor. So that when they when they come back, when they both eventually meet each other in the in the the Southlands, Adar and Hallbrand, it'll be like a Patara fusion. Like you know, they'll start 
their their bodies will magnetize. You had so our other. listeners like with you, and now you're losing them. Like you don't that. think that can you're, happen? Sometimes a few like I not- I will I will say this. I will say, not necessarily to that degree, but maybe the spirit of Sauron can inhabit somebody, and it's like kind of like. You're next in line to inhabit Sauron type of okay. ordeal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but a freaking, who's this? Xehanort's Heartless? Uh, Terra Ansem over here? On Guardian! <laughs> Submit! <laughs> Enough. Oh, man. I'm calling it. Maybe I, that one I'm not too convinced on. The 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 split. I, actually, you know what? No, nothing. No, I, sub, n- not, yeah. I'm not putting anything off the table. Okay. Okay. The world is quite exp- expansive in Lord of the Rings. So. And then there's a lot of mysticism in this lore. I, I don't know. I'm not aware of all of it. So I don't know what's considered too far beyond the reach of reality. Like, oh, no, you can't do that right. in Lord of the Rings. I think it's possible with the the basically the devil or the if, son of the devil. If I, a wizard can fall out of a comet, yeah, I think any I did, which is not something I knew before. I think anything's possible. I think you can split your soul into two parts, and then Patara fusion back together. Yeah, we'll no, no, I I believe we'll it. See. Yeah, we'll we'll see, we'll see. But folks, make sure you tune in for next week's episode, episode six of the rings of power and thank you for listening to us here at the yonko table be sure to follow us on all social media accounts and definitely catch us on tiktok we got things popping on tiktok so go ahead and catch that if you would like to discredit dr jace and his theory please join our discord in the link below because again you can call him out on this and tell him why he's absurd in his way of thought until uh, someone love- does, I'm correct. <laughs> yeah, come on, knock them, knock them off this pedestal. But <laughs> we love, we would love to hear from you. So link down below. Please join our Discord. Uh, and thank you for listening on your various podcast stations. And without further ado, I'm your Yonko host, Grandmaster Hoop, fellow Yonko theorist, Doctor Jace Attorney. We're signing off. Y'all have a good night.